Chasen, thank you for joining me on ABC Cafe. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again, Anthony. Yeah, so um, we're here to talk about the apartheid-free Burlington petition and the upcoming vote, which is actually this evening. Um, just to get everyone up to speed in case you are living under a rock in Burlington. Uh, starting in mid-September, Romanos for Justice in Palestine started a petition to put the following pledge on the Burlington ballot on uh, March 5th. It is very short, so I'll read it. We affirm our commitment to freedom, justice, and equality for the Palestinian people and all people. We oppose all forms of racism, bigotry, discrimination, and oppression. And we declare ourselves an apartheid-free community. And to that end, we pledge to join others in working to end all support to Israelis to Israel's apartheid regime, settler colonial, colonialism, and military occupation. Um, the petition has widespread support. Um, we only had to collect signatures for a few months, um, starting, I think, September 19th uh, to about a week ago to get over 1,600 signatures, which is just over the 5% threshold to get it on the March ballot. Tonight, the city council will vote whether or not to override the will of the people and veto it or allow it to be on the petition. And currently, the city council seems poised to do the former and keep it from the ballot. Um, simultaneously, a small group of activists, lobbyists in uh, Burlington and the surrounding area have been pushing back against the petition and... I've asked you to come on to join me in dissecting some of their responses. So, are you ready? Absolutely. All right. So, the first headline is, uh, we're going to read from the Jewish Action, action Press Statement. Uh, first of all, I actually don't even know what Jewish Action is. Do you know? It's, as far as I know, Joanna Grossman's the leader. She's trying to make a pack, from what I understand from what I've seen from her. So it's new. It's new. Then it's not something that's been it's, around. It's very new. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's very much in response to the organizing the coalition has been doing. All right. So for immediate release, contact Rabbi David Edelson. Contact Joanna Grossman. All right. Here's the headline: Vermont Jewish community pushes back on petition, generating divisiveness and harm. Burlington City Council will deliberate on Monday, January twenty second. Uh, so I guess I wanted to ask you, Vermont Jewish community pushes back on petition. Is that an act? I mean, <laughs> I live in, like, it feels like she's spe speaking for a lot of people who I don't know if she really represents or not. A lot of those people signed the petition probably. So it feels like a bit of a reach to say this is the Vermont Jewish community pushing back on the... Um, resolution i mean if you're going to make that kind of statement you need to back it up with something like say a petition that how many people like assigned you yeah know? exactly like, there's no indication on this response mm -hmm. as to how many people there are what communities they're actually su supporting there's no organizations listed no sponsors there are uh, we will go down here but there's a couple of quotes from various people but nothing that would suggest there's widespread support of anything they're trying to do. Um, so 
I want to talk about, so it goes on to say they're delivering on the petition, um, but I wanted to kind of jump ahead to uh, what their actual arguments here are. So the Just, subheading. Can I say real fast before we move yeah, on? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, sure. Just like, even like, I've been disappointed in the Burlington Jewish community's response to a lot of things recently. So it wouldn't surprise me if she had a, a decent amount of support, but that doesn't really matter because she and them are just wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, the subheading here, uh, reading a little bit further down today's measure and public safety. Uh, this most recent effort is widely known to be the latest attempt to force Burlington to join the BDS movement. It contains the following language. We pledge to join others in working to end all support to Israel's apartheid regime, settlers' colonialism, and military occupation. Then it goes on to say that Jewish action is deeply concerned that this measure will continue to exacerbate the growing anti-Semitism and Islamophobia in our community and around the country. I'm just going to get your response on that. And interrupt me anytime you want to, by the way. I mean, she's saying, like, the way this thing is using BDS movement is exactly how conservatives say woke and, like, everything else they use to dog whistle, like, social justice or progressive causes. Like, she's using it the way they do as, like, a slur almost because, I guess, opposing apartheid is a bad thing to them. Like, BDS is what happened with South Africa as a part, is what an action taken against South Africa's apartheid government that was successful. And now, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not to mention what we've I, I wrote about before, and I'll link to it in the show notes. This petition is not BDS. BDS yeah. stands for Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions. Nothing in this petition could be construed to be advocating for a boycott, divestment, and sanctions. Those words are not in the petition. Ending support... Sorry, go ahead. That's what I was kind of meant about how she's using it, like conservatives use woke or like... um, Right. You know, like, it's just a stand-in word for thing I don't like that will piss off the people who I want on my side. Exactly. Exactly. And once you say BDS, that's, that's their argument, right? Um, and, and to be clear, ending support to Israel's apartheid regime could be stop giving our tax dollars to fund uh, their military projects. Well, that's yeah. not boycotting. That's not divestment. And that's not sanctions. It is me, Anthony, saying I don't want to give money to the Israeli government to purchase weapons from Raytheon to use against Palestinians. Yeah. And exactly. All right. The city council is not at all prepared to make foreign policy, nor is it in their purview. They are solely needed to focus on urgent issues at home, issues such as substance uh, disorders, public safety, and the housing crisis. Uh, This battery of anti-Israel initiatives, she's referring here to the ceasefire resolution and uh, two years ago, uh, which actually was um, advocating for boycott, divestment, and sanctions, uh, creates distraction for the city and risk the public safety of all Burlington residents. So, uh, oh, no, I'll say one more thing. We believe the city council should be used to support and build our city rather than cause harm and danger to our community. You have recently written um, about 
specifically about Jewish safety, your safety, and how it's uh, perceived in Burlington. I, I really wanted to get your take on this particular part. This this paragraph just infuriates me on a deep level because she just does not see Palestinians as human beings. Like she thinks it's she's saying it's about city council making foreign policy decisions. Three Palestinian students were shot in the neighborhood I grew up in. And she doesn't see the connection between that and waving Israeli flags and trying to stop measures to divest, not even to just stop sending tax money to Israel the country that is currently settling Palestine the way America, the way the colonists from Europe did to the indigenous people of Turtle Island. And she just either doesn't see it or doesn't want to see it. And it's just so deeply upsetting and disrespectful to everyone, but especially the Palestinians all around the world, but especially in Burlington, Vermont, and the three young men and their families who this happened to. Like, mm-hmm. She should uh, be ashamed. Well well said. Joanna Grossman, organizer for Jewish Action, says, as a lifelong advocate for Palestinians and a two-state solutions, I feel that if this were an effort to send aid to innocent Palestinians, I'd support that in a heartbeat. But this initiative doesn't do anything positive for anyone. This is an attempt to use Burlington City government as a weapon against all Israelis. Innocent, like, what does that even mean? Like, does she just think every Palestinian who doesn't condemn Hamas is Hamas? Like, also, she's just like, this is an attempt to use the Burlington City government as a weapon against all Israelis. Like, yeah, it's, it's a just, baseless, weird argument. Yeah, it's hard to even know what yeah. to say in response to it because it's like, no, I just don't want to give them money. Like, well, I don't understand. It, it's. It's just, yeah, it's hard to respond to because it's so baseless and because it's so, what's the word? Um, it's just um, like a double standard, like innocent Palestinians, but she doesn't say anything about the Israelis who are in the occupation force, who are the soldiers bombing Gaza. Like this is an attempt to help demilitarize, like you were saying, stop them from getting Raytheon weapons. Like, this isn't an attack on Israelis who are just, like, living in Israel. This is trying to stop their government from continuing the genocide of Palestinians. it's very focused on the government of Israel. Yeah. It's like, if you were said that, I don't know, it's like trying to say defund the police as an attack on Americans, which again, <laughs> echo another like echo of the conservative rhetoric yeah. in this piece. Or as the Onion headline put it once, uh, like a fake quote, uh, John Bolton says an attack on one Saudi oil field is an attack on all Americans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm going to move on here. Um, Rabbi David Edelson of Temple Sinai in South Burlington shared his concern for public safety and saying... This ballot measure does absolutely nothing for the people of Palestine or Israel, but it does create tremendous tension and division right here at home. So, to, okay, it makes it more likely that hate-filled violence will recur here, 
and it puts Jewish families who are already experiencing unprecedented anti-Semitism in their schools at risk. So, look, I don't want to do anything to diminish the very real anti-Semitism that exists in this world, which is truly awful. And the stories I have heard and the um, data I've seen on it are actually disturbing. What remains confusing to me here is what it has to do with our petition and how exactly the petition would make it more likely that hate-filled violence would recur here. It's just a continuation of the deeply anti-Semitic line that I've seen pushed more and more recently after October 7th, that Israel and Zionism are synonymous with the Jewish people and Judaism, Mm -hmm. which is just so, like, that doing that is, like, objectively one of the things that is furthering anti-Semitic violence, because you're associating Jews and Judaism with what Israel is doing in Palestine, Lebanon, Syria, what it's doing to expand its colonial project, you are tying Jews and Judaism to that. Yeah. Which is just offensive to Jews, dangerous to Jews, and is just, it's not what Judaism is. And by conflating the two, you make it harder to actually um, defend ourselves and our communities against anti-Semitic violence as it occurs. Like actual anti-Semitic yeah, violence. Yeah, actual anti-Semitic violence, yes. Because it's like, I think I wrote my piece, like, it's not, it's like, when someone's waving an Israeli flag and, like, cheering for genocide at a Palestinian rally and that person gets punched, that's like if I wore a, a t-shirt that said the N-word to a BLM rally and I got punched, I wouldn't be getting punched for being trans, Jewish, or a woman. I would be getting punched for being a racist. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just those two things, very different. So I do. I want to read a quote here, which I don't know if you've read this book. It's um, by Anthony Lehrman called Whatever Happened to Anti-Semitism, Redefinition and the Myth of the Collective Jew, um, forward by Peter Beinart, um, Rebecca Wilkinson, former executive director of Jewish Voice for Peace, etc. But there's a piece here that defi- that that kind of, he states that exactly so if you'll indulge me <laughs> oh yeah um the anti-zionism equals anti-semitism argument drains the word anti-semitism of any useful meaning for it means that to count as an anti-semite it is sufficient to hold any view ranging from criticism of the policies of the current israeli government to denial that israel has the right to exist as a state without having to subscribe to any of those things which historic historians have traditionally regarded as making up an anti-Semitic worldview, meaning hatred of Jews per se, belief in a worldwide Jewish conspiracy, belief that Jews generated communism and control capitalism, belief that Jews are racially inferior, and so on. Moreover, while theoretically allowing criticism of Israeli government is legitimate, in practice it virtually prescribes any such thing— Following Sachs' reasoning, he's referring here to Chief Rabbi of the United Synagogue, Jonathan Sachs. Following Sachs' reasoning, an Israeli soldier who sees elements of racism and the denial of human rights and policies towards the Palestinians must be anti-Semitic. And I want to read one more little quote, which I think directly kind of reinforces what you were saying. Um, 
On the other hand, singularity takes us in the opposite direction, so to speak. Jews are all the same is a classic anti-Semitic trope. To the anti-Semite, Jews are a certain type, devious, cunning, secretive, conspiratorial, greedy, all of them, without exception, that a redefinition of anti-Semitism is based on a logic that can't itself be understood as anti-Semitic is quite absurd. So here he's basically making the exact connection that you were making, which is you can only kind of come at that, that point of view if you've already done the legwork to say that Zionism to complete Zionism, Judaism, the Jewish people, and Israel all into sort of like one bucket, and then therefore yeah. criticism of Israel becomes de facto anti-Semitic regardless of any validity to that criticism. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate the quotes. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just reading this book, and I'm trying to get it out there in the world because I feel like it, it's basically the, the history of... Um, of the, 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 the evolution of the definition of anti-Semitism. It's definitely um, relevant with like how much damage organizations like the ADL have done to the definition. Right. And in their media packet for that press statement, I mean, it's all just ADL and um, AC. What is the other one? I don't. I uh, think it was ACJ. Yeah, the ACJ. Also, by the way. ADL cowards, if you're listening, there's an apostrophe in my name. <laughs> I'll make sure I uh, I include that in my title. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So um, I also want to talk. Okay, let's keep going on. Um, this is still. Um, okay. One of the many concerns about this petition is the inclusion of the word apartheid, which simply does not apply. Rabbi Edelson goes on to say, apartheid, there is no Palestinian, there, sorry, apartheid, there is a Palestinian justice on Israel's Supreme Court. The third largest faction in Israel, Israel's parliament is made up of Palestinian parties. 18% of higher education students are Palestinian. Haifa University, if 40% Arab. There's a typo. You can run this through chat, GPT, if you want. Haifa University is 40% Arab. To criticize Israel's government is important. Okay, here's the kicker. To call Israel an apartheid state is to traffic in blatant Jew hatred. Well, America had Barack Obama, a black man's president, so racism's over, guys. That's it. It's done. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, <laughs> what blows my mind here is that those things can be true, but they ignore yeah. any of the evidence submitted to the contrary. They do, yeah. That's why I mentioned Obama. It's like he he was a president, but that ignores like the centuries of like slavery, Jim Crow, all that stuff that's still alive and kicking in America. And it's just like the the thing about like calling Israel an apartheid state is just Jew hatred is just so patently absurd it's like we can't say the things that are happening because you say it's anti-semitic when it is just there are separate roads for settlers and palestinians there's separate systems of law for settlers and palestinians like yeah, you have it's... to do so many mental gymnastics to make it not apartheid and to call it blatant jew hatred i mean so i feel like this is a bit of an escalation for for them at least in a public 
statement to say this because yeah previously they've just sort of hinted at it or said that bds is anti-semitic etc but to say calling israel apartheid is anti-semitic strikes me as so profoundly disingenuous i'm, I'm looking here uh, at, at an ex, uh, at a at a, another petition that was signed by mostly a bunch of academics um sort of led by uh Omar Bartov, professor of Holocaust and Genocide Studies at Brown University. Um, very specifically, they call, um, uh, they say that Palestinians live under an apartheid regime. This list of signatures includes, as I mentioned, Omar Bartov, professor of Holocaust and Genocide Studies, uh, David N. Myers, professor of Jewish Studies, uh, who else we got? We have Sarah Strumsa, Professor Emerita, the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. I mean, just <laughs> there is like a two thousand of these names, uh, mostly uh, uh, Jewish uh, professors of Middle Eastern studies. I, I don't know how you could actually say that with the straight face. That all it's- basically he's saying all of these people are trafficking in blatant Jew hatred including the it's, 2021 poll that showed that 25% of American Jews think that Israel is an apartheid state. I mean, what yeah, What I, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's ironic because they're condemning the resolution for being divisive when all that's all this is right here is them attempting to be dis- divisive and try to make people, like, they're trying to get folks who want to be allies to the Jewish community to condemn this and stand on their side with this right. like artificial division they're trying to create between people who support Israel as people who are allies to the Jews right. and our community and people against Israel who are anti-Semites, when that's just not reality. It's just kind of ironic to me that they're condemning the divisiveness of the resolution while very much invoking and utilizing divisiveness for their own ends. Right. And and not making any attempt to talk to any of anybody that they disagree with, right? I actually a week over a week ago I reached out to to uh David uh and he didn't respond. E- even though I've had him on the podcast, like I'm perfectly I'm capable of having a civil conversation. Mhm. But it's yeah. starting to feel like that's just they just they just you know this this idea of like they're pro peace like what show us what is the actual if you're proposing an alternative what is that alternative? If well, it's like peace for who? Sorry, like, go, yeah, you peace can for say who. you're pro peace, and you can like mean it sincerely, but if if you're just talking about peace for white people and Israelis, that's going to show when you fail to show up for things like this better trying to make sure everyone has peace safety and security and i mean this 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 petition was drafted before october 7th and it is word for word the american friends service committee pledge for apartheid three communities apartheid free communities which has been signed by over 219 organizations i just wanted to emphasize that that this is the most milk toast petition you could possibly put forward <laughs> it really yes. is it doesn't mention it doesn't mention bds it doesn't mention genocide uh it doesn't mention a ceasefire it is basically just echoing what 
legal Israeli legal group Yesh Din, Israeli human rights group Betselem, even the former head of Mossad, Tamir Pardo, recently called, uh, recently said that Israel was enforcing apartheid. Wow. The former head of Mossad, and yeah. he, here is David Edelson saying that uh, to call it an apartheid state is a traffic in blatant Jew hatred. To tell that to the head of Mossad. That, that's the wild. former head of Mossad. I didn't realize the head of Mossad was saying that. That's. Yeah, that was an AP, the former head of Mossad. I, I can send you that link too if you want. I all it's all it's all in the thing I wrote on the on the apartheid free website. It's just continuing to illustrate what I've talked about in several of my pieces of like the old guard of Jewish leadership continuing to fail our community by spouting these taking these ridiculous positions and standing in defense of Israel and pretending they're defending Jewish interests, when Zionism is just so far from being a Jewish project or benefiting Jews, like in my piece, I have the link to Kufi's website where they have sugar membership or something. I forget what the exact breakdown is, but there are more, like it's like 7 million, I don't know the exact breakdown of Jews in America versus Christian Zionists. It's just more by There's a good more amount Christian of Zionists? Christian than Jews in America, yes. Like, let me, <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I want to look at that link. Oh, I found it. I found it. There, a recent study estimates the American Jewish population to be about 7.6 million. Christians United for Israel Kufi claims over 10 million members as of 2022. Well, that explains why John Hagee was at the uh, pro-Israel rally in uh, whenever it was in November. Yeah, yeah. That was just, I remember that rally because it happened after the rally on, that I was at November 4th that was actually fighting anti-Semitism, the one in solidarity with Palestine, the, the one that was like, uh, that John Hagee was at, was attended by, well, John Hagee and another well-known, like, Christian Zionist, uh, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, oh, who has right. his own doomsday cult. But yeah, Mike, uh, what was the other guy's name? Hagee, he's, he's also John the Hagee. guy who's... John Hagee, he said, this is the guy, this is the guy who said, God sent Adolf Hitler to help Jews reach the promised land. That's the guy they had at their rally that they said was fighting for, against anti-Semitism. But God sent Adolf to Hitler to help the Jews guy. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This yeah. is just ridiculous. And we're like, the, an and we're the anti-Semites. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? What planet do we live on? It's just anyone who went to that rally to do anything other than counter-protest it has just betrayed the Jewish people. Well, let's leave it there. There's a few more quotes okay. here, but I, they're basically pretty pretty repetitive in terms of uh, the points they're making. Um, I guess I we should say one more thing about this, though, which is the importance of so uh joanna grossman started off and this point has been made by others and it keeps getting thrown around uh about the you know bringing foreign issues cool. to the burlington city council so i was just wondering if we could talk or if you have any thoughts here about what why it is important and not you know irrelevant or outside the scope of the burlington city of burlington city uh 
to to deal with these issues. Right. I did. I did talk about that a little. I think earlier too. But like, it's just already already seen the impact locally with the shooting of three Palestinian students in the neighborhood I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just a foreign policy issue. It's an issue in Vermont, and it wasn't. It's not us who's making who's bringing it here. It's like the people who are fighting for these resolutions and for like measures like them to be passed aren't the ones who are making it who are bringing this here. That's the people who are, you know, shooting Palestinian students who are trying to show out for the genocide Israel is committing. And just real fast before we finish, I wanted to say that for any community in America to be apartheid free, it doesn't have to just it also has to come back to America itself. Because America is like the settler colony state Israel is trying to get to. So like we need to be sure that Yeah, they're just a hundred years too late in yeah. the cycle of history. Yeah, exactly. It's just um, like Yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling. No, that's okay. On the, on the, I just on the local issue part too, I just wanted to add that the other avenues that we have have been blocked or, or tapped out and we are pushing on those too. So it isn't like we think that Burlington City somehow controls foreign policy. It is that we're pushing on all the avenues and this is a slow roll up to the top. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I could call President Biden right now and complain to him, I would. But uh, apparently, you know, that's not actually the case. Another thing is that Burlington City, you're paying $600,000 a year for this, and Vermont is paying $5 million a year for this in your taxpayer dollars. There's nothing not local about this issue. Exactly. And, like, the way to, like, get things to change is by utilizing every avenue available because it's not going to change without a mass movement backing it up. And we need to take advantage of every avenue we have available to build that momentum and spread the truth about what's going on in Israel, what has happened in America. In order to actually build an apartheid-free community, we have to be having these conversations and speaking out against the lies and just misdirection occurring. Yeah, great. Thank you for joining me. And I will talk to you soon. Yep. Yeah.